0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the consummate athlete podcast. I'm Molly Herford. And when I'm not outside riding or running, I'm probably inside writing about it.
1: And I'm Peter Glassford. I'm a registered kinesiologist and an endurance coach. And you are here on the consummate athlete podcast where we look at all different types of movement and the people that do them and study them and coach them. And, and we try and pull things back that we can use in the the movements and in our everyday life. I guess the movements we do in our everyday life
0: hashtag new year new us well
1: we didn't start that one off on too good a, a foot but classic we got it done
0: yep classic intro Perfect. so yeah
1: so thank you to everyone for coming back hopefully it's it's <laughs> the, it's the new year uh here and uh yeah we're excited we're going to start with a, a cliche topic of habits but one that we're very into uh but it seems like so are you we have lots of questions so hopefully some interesting tidbits and yeah. takeaways mm-hmm. today
0: yeah, so we decided this made sense. I mean, obviously new year, new decade habits are a super big part of any kind of resolution or goal setting. Um, so that's something we're super interested in. Uh, we also actually just relaunched our seven day, like basically habit forming email. So we had done this a couple of years ago and a bunch of you might remember going through it. And it was frankly, it was a lot like each day had a lot of to do's on it. Um, We basically wanted people to somehow remake their life in a week. Well,
1: yeah. And I mean, I think it was just, there's lots of information. So if someone was looking for, you know, a book and to read on this, then it was, you know, lots of information. But I think we were hoping, and I was hoping for clients and stuff too, that it would be a, you know, more of a jumpstart, a quick start guide that would help, you know, people find a habit or, or, you know, start habits that they want to start. Uh, that hopefully then transition into fun stuff like riding bikes, running, whatever you're yeah, you're into. exactly. Right? So it help. was a,
0: it was a good start, but we can say it was pretty overwhelming. Maybe that's maybe a good way to put it. Okay. Okay. So anyway, we've revamped that since, and now we have it in a week-long email series that you get for free. We'll include links to it in the show notes. And it's seven days where each day is like five to 10 minutes of something you can do. And some of them are habits that are, you know, hopefully you'll start doing maybe one or two of them on the daily um, after, a listen- or after getting through the week. And some of them are just one-time habits that you know if you do this you're kind of knocking over a bunch of dominoes that'll hopefully kind of cascade into a lot of positive effects. Right. So, yeah, I'm super excited about it. A few people have run through it now successfully. Um I think
1: I think so. I might have restarted a couple people, oh boy. but hopefully that was helpful if, over the holidays, but
0: Yeah, it's true. If you're one of them, we're very sorry <laughs> and hopefully that was yeah. a good thing instead yeah. of an annoyance.
1: Uh but yeah. So, did you want to start with that idea of the The big habits? There was one question sort of in that direction. Is that what you wanted to to start with?
0: Yeah, a lot of people asked a lot of really good questions around habits, and they're all kind of in my favorite topics to discuss genres. So let's, let's start with maybe a few of them. Uh, So this first one I really like is kind of about the idea of habit formation. It's this idea of, should you add good habits versus subtracting bad habits? And this is one that gives us a lot of, not going to say argument, but discussion, healthy debate.
1: Yeah. I think it's one of those things that you could either add or subtract. So it seems like there's a very binary, you know, this or that. Uh, and as with most things, it's it's a little bit of both probably and probably some people in some situations require one or the other. Right. We obviously can't add things forever. Um, and I think the, the reality is we, we sort of talk to the, through this. And sometimes mm-hmm. when you add something, you actually end up blocking something else or subtracting something else. Right. Mm-hmm. You can only, you only have so many hours in the day. So if you do this, it blocks that right
0: yeah which can be a positive so in you know the one example if you say start adding a serving of vegetables to every meal that might actually help you, you know, subtract a, I don't know, a croissant, we'll say. Yeah,
1: and it might. Like, I guess that's the theory, right? Like, you're going to get fuller sooner or something. Um, And then there also might be the the theory that, you know, maybe there are discretionary calories in there, too, and and we're really just increasing the amount of nutrients in the total diet, Mm -hmm. irrelevant of maybe those other things, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. But then the, uh, you know, the downside with adding stuff in is, okay, now I'm adding a meditation session and a yoga session and a walk.
1: And I think and- that's where I'm like this seems like it's too much, you know. And I think that's part and parcel with the people that I talk to most of my day are are pretty busy people with the the family and the work and everything else, right? So I I tend to be hesitant to suggest okay, you should spend this time meditating or or whatever. Right. Cause there's only like, it, it's gonna, like I say, there's only so much time. So it's either like, are they going to get up earlier now and now we're giving up sleep or, you know, are they going to train less? Right. Like it's even just like someone wants to go to the gym. Am I comfortable with them training less on their bike if they have a bike goal or something? Right.
0: Yeah. And I mean, on the topic of subtracting, there's kind of the two types of people. There are some people who are really good at, you know, cutting down on, the amount of chocolate that they eat. And then there are some people who, you know, if they're not stopping altogether, it's going to be really hard for them to drop the amount. Um, so you have that kind of like abstaining versus moderating your intake.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and then there's the people who the idea of giving up, say, chocolate or, right. you know, a glass of wine or whatever is just so awful that that might not be the place to start
1: yeah and i tend to be more on the like i can stop it i guess i'm fortunate in that ways but also probably would just like quote, solely like suffocate myself or something uh long term if i didn't have a wife that kept me in in, in it's, it's check true. i guess um but i've definitely seen i have clients who Just, you know, they're they're very, they have a very hard time with someone saying stop or, or, you know, any sort of limitation, not that they can't self-regulate, but it's just like when it's, when it's phrased or presented in a way that like this diet excludes, or you know, you can't have, you know, don't go on that ride they struggle with that right and that's i think on a very deep level for some people yeah no for sure and again not that they're jerks or anything like that it's just that's how they're wired up
0: i mean that's how i'm wired if you if you recall the time i was having some gut issues so we decided to do a pretty like hefty elimination diet for me it cut out pretty much every kind of sugar imaginable um and we had to go to a wedding that week was not the best time i've ever had and the willpower it takes to do something like that when you're just so against doing it and so not into it like my workout sucked that week like everything was messed up because it's interesting
1: though like you did it
0: i did it and i felt better for it it's so much lie.
1: stuff in life i think you know it almost it happens too late especially when we're talking about things like that you know some sort of lifestyle change i mean i had
0: been having gut like Let's say I waited a pretty long time before I did that. Like my guts were killing me. So
1: I guess that's the trick here is, you know, not every situation is dire, but how do we, you know, write the, you know, in the, if we keep this on the happy, the, the, you know, athletic goals, you know, if I know, okay, sleep is going to be beneficial. Same. I want to start napping again. I've talked about that in the past. I felt like my best year ever. I napped like consistently.
0: You were also several years younger.
1: Yeah. And again, this gets into time. How am I going to add napping in? Right. But, you know, there's the theory that, you know, you're more productive or something if you do. Right. So say that's the thing I'm going to do. It's, you know, how do I do that before that goal has come and gone? Right. I would say I've probably set sort of that objective in the last couple of years to nap more even, which is, I guess, vague. Um, but it's very quickly, like you say, there's, or I say, there's only so many hours right? So yeah. how do, before, like if I, if you could turn me back when I am like at the start line and like, Oh, I'm tired or whatever. I suck. Um, you know, how do I get back four months before, five months before, six months before and be like, if I nap now, you know, I'm going to get that extra percent.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to make the argument for you that adding a nap might not make sense. And maybe subtracting you know a couple hours from training a week or you know subtracting any like tv watching at night so you can go to bed earlier like that would probably make more sense so yeah in this case subtraction is probably easier to do in your life than addition
1: right but what we're we're speaking about here is the how do you motivate that before you actually get there right right and maybe that's it maybe it's easier to think about something else. Like for me, I tend to prefer pulling things out.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So I think actually this is where a bit of a journaling exercise and we'll kind of talk, we talk about journaling exercises most days during the week, but thinking about where you want to be in five years versus sort of where your trajectory is right now. Um, So that's, you know, if I keep eating a baguette for dinner every night, like, Is that putting me on the trajectory towards my five-year goal if i also am waking up with stomach aches every day
1: it could be and i guess if i bring it back to myself and the happier uh, two i guess uh, what i could phrase is like if i even in a year sometimes the five years people don't like that it's too far out but maybe in a year it's not quite a year now i guess we're closing on say seven months to nationals Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna this is the year i'm gonna get another percent I
0: thought you were going to say this is the year you're going to win nationals I mean hey it could happen
1: yeah I'm going to need more than a percent but what would I expect because that's sometimes the catch for me or for anyone right is I think versus like okay I'm going to be like overweight or something if I do this what would the actions be what is the day to day that's that i would expect the person winning nationals not me but the person winning mm-hmm. what would they be doing today
0: oh i like that you went positive and i went negative here
1: yes so i do think that that's an interesting thought exercise because if i think about my future self or my ideal future self what what, is, what are the things that would would get me there and maybe for some of us thinking about the uh, another person like if i'm going to be critical of the person who didn't win like oh you didn't win nationals it's because right. if you look back 6 months ago you weren't napping <laughs> yeah. right and and that might be enough i think that might be a useful motivator and, and reminder every day right
0: okay yeah so i'd maybe start with the positive but if you're the kind of person who finds change really hard, maybe it is looking at like what the negative ramifications of your behaviors now could be down the line. Because I mean, what we're saying is you don't want to, you want to make these habit changes before you get in that lifestyle hole or before you get in the hole, before you mm-hmm. need to do the elimination diet or your doctor is, you know, suggesting that you go on statins or whatever, whatever the thing yeah, is. Yeah. And I think with
1: like endurance athletes and a lot of our consummate athletes to the, what you might start, you know, is those niggles, probably, you know, a lot of us, you know, there's the like, oh, I always talk about my feet, you know, I, I felt my foot a little bit today, right? And then that's what turns into, you know, in, especially as you get into 40s and 50s, it seems like that's, you know, you're, you're feeling shoulders, you're feeling Achilles, you're feeling plantar fasciitis, mm-hmm. you know, so you wonder, you know, if we listen to some of these signs, you know, is there things that we can, you know, try and do it? And I, I think that's where having other people that you're sort of learning maybe from there reality right and not discounting that it's going to be different sure maybe for that type of stuff
0: yeah no good one okay so this kind of leads into the next question which was about how to or an easier way to drop alcohol or cut back on alcohol in your diet right and i mean you know let's be honest even for endurance athletes like this is a huge one i would
1: say so like i would say if i went through all my clients like there's a lot of I, i wouldn't say that anyone's you know it's sort of this taboo thing to talk about. I'm not saying that anyone's alcoholic, but like we all are adults drinking, most of us, a lot of us. Uh, And and so it's, you know, what is something that could be removed for health for, you know,
0: Yeah, it's a, we've we've talked about this before. It's one of those things where if you actually start like listing out the pros to eliminating alcohol, Mm -hmm. like sugar more uh, like less sugar, more money, better sleep, like Mm -hmm. better feelings in the morning. Yeah.
1: Almost without exception. Right. Like there's a lot of things that like, and then the upside is just rarely, you know, you talked about maybe not having fun at a wedding or something. Right.
0: I also wasn't allowed to eat the cake. Let's, let's also point that out.
1: Yeah. So what have we talked about a few things as far as things we've seen with alcohol like it may be that like some people i have one or two two clients now who have just not because they had any sort of major life incident that said you know alcohol is a problem they just sort of were sensing again they they felt the niggle not not in their feet but they felt the niggle that like oh i feel like i'm reaching for alcohol at the wrong times you know i don't like you know why i'm doing it you know i d- maybe don't like you know the people that i end up hanging out with even and they just cold turkey, like day one, had a conversation with their spouse, said, I'm not judging you, please don't change. Like you're doing fine. I'm just not comfortable with how this is going. And they just haven't looked back.
0: That's awesome. Um, I mean, actually I've been super impressed. My dad, um, you know, a couple months, a few months ago,
1: mm-hmm. um, he Her, had a niggle from his, his uh, brother, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah, so, exactly.
0: There was like a minor, like, health thing in our family and he saw that and i mean my dad is you know your typical american dad right like beer after work like that's that's mm-hmm. how we celebrate the summer that's that's just like a go-to and he never drank excessively but i would say you know every day there'd he be just beer
1: and i would say watching him some of his like he's definitely gone into like some carbonated water as sort of just because yeah. half of it is just the, the motion, right? It's almost like they talk about that was smoking with, it's the like tactile where right? you almost need to replace that yeah. action, that movement even.
0: Yeah. And I think the actual choice of the seltzer in a can is a thing for him because you know, can, same as a beer can, right? Like yeah. when I was trying to cut back on drinking, I was doing kombucha, but only I like this one brand hum because it's in basically beer bottles. Mm. So it still feels kind of like you're holding a beer. Yeah. Um. I've done kombucha where I've put it in a wine glass. I've done sparkling water in a wine glass. Yeah. Um, so I think there is like a huge tactile element to it. So I think that's one way. Because I mean, a glass of water is kind of boring, right? Like it doesn't have the same sort of after dinner like soothing like ah oh, we're in the evening effect. Yeah. But if you can put it in the wine glass, maybe you know throw throw some like little i don't know sprigs of mint or whatever in there to kind of flavor it a bit
1: yeah i mean there might be so the replacement might be a a way to go about that and that could be if you're out with people to you know certainly the like soda water or something like that like just even mixing in right to just displace some of the yeah drinks. for sure um you know i think a lot of my business clients have used you know just done more like gin and tonic gin and soda Um, you know, more your clear alcohol and just trying to really nurse it and then conveniently replacing that with just soda for the second and third, Mm -hmm. but carrying on as if you're just drinking, you know, a scotch, you know, on the rocks type thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Not that I condone it necessarily wasting things, but you have mastered the art of sort of just conveniently dropping water or or liquid sort of like if we're outside i guess but grass if if you need to oh yeah if there's been too many drinks bought for you or something um
0: well now you've given away all my secrets well yeah people will be watching (laughs) for that now
1: yeah (laughs) Uh, what else? I mean, obviously if, if, you know, it's, I I have some in my family as well to some alcoholism and stuff. So definitely we, I guess we should, you know, get help. There are programs out there if you do feel right. I don't think there's any shame in that. Yeah, Um,
0: absolutely. Oh, actually a really good book I'd recommend is, um, it's called Sober Curious, mm-hmm. and it's it's very much about this idea of you don't have to be an alcoholic or, like, actually feel like you have a problem to stop drinking. Right. Like, I really liked that idea of, like, taking the stigma out of stopping drinking because there is something.
1: Well, it is. I, I even said, like, I'm, I'm not saying you're an alcoholic. Yeah, but like, you have yeah. to just
0: qualify, like, oh, boy, we, yeah. can't, we can't say we're not drinking because... Well, frankly, for me, I can't say I'm not drinking because it's going to raise the eyebrows of every person in our family. Well, that's
1: I mean, but that's part of the social fabric, right? Is, you know, why would you stop?
0: Yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to wear my like not pregnant T-shirt or something if I go to any family things and I'm not drinking. Yeah, they check too.
1: Very tricky. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I think it's also like as much as the New Year's resolution stuff is sort of corny and cliche, it's maybe a good time to try that, right? Like the world sort of shifts a little bit, at least for the first part of January, where people, you know, the stigma's maybe a little less, right? Yeah, You're people like, you know, that it. was my resolution. I'm just not, you know, and it's sometimes just like that initial, like, no. You know, I've decided to stop for the even for the month, just tell people the month. Yeah. And, you know, it'd be fine. I'm right?
0: going to say, though, I'm actually not the biggest fan of dry January. Is it um, actually
1: dry January? Yeah. That's, Is that the that's month? The thing. Yeah. Because I saw some like dry October or something too.
0: So I, I tried it a few years ago and I found it was actually difficult because to me, I'm one of those people that you say I can't have it. And now I'm like counting down till February right. to have my glass of wine. Um, and I kind of supplemented with a bit too much chocolate. I'm not going to lie.
1: Well, and that's it, right? You're used to this. So then what is the, what's going to spin those pleasure centers? So
0: be careful. I think about the, like taking a month off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think some people might have, you know, again, knowing yourself and what's worked in the past, you can probably start answering like, oh, well, what have you stopped doing? There's probably something you've stopped doing. Um, we had another couple of things where we end up changing locations a lot, um, just because of work and where we are and going back and forth between, uh, the States and Canada. And it's funny how you don't even think about some things like the, how the routine changes for better or worse, right? Like to keep our core routine up and stuff while we're traveling, it's pretty tricky. And that's why we've both sort of gone to like a pretty bare bones, you know, body weight yoga. And if there happens to be something else, pull up bar, you know mm-hmm. what uh you know and when we were in on vacation there there was like some wood steps that i was using so then i was doing like we were doing pull-ups on the the second floor steps and we were doing calf raises uh and like single leg squats uh to sit down to the the lower level
0: yeah and that's actually the same trip where i was able to kind of kick eating a lot of chocolate every night
1: so you sort of cut dessert cut
0: dessert yeah and
1: we were essentially just going out for dinner most nights there on vacation mm-hmm. and then but then coming back right and it's like all of a sudden desserts got pulled out yeah and it didn't really
0: occur to me when we came home it wasn't really hard to kind of keep that going with the holidays it was kind of hard to keep going but i'd say
1: but again, that's just a different... It's a different you're, thing. Your home, and then for you, that's tougher, right? Because now there's, especially at the holidays, there's treats and stuff.
0: Yeah, and actually, since we've been, we just got to Girona, Spain yesterday, and I had like no trouble not having chocolate at night last night because, mm. yeah, it's just not really my routine anymore. So I
1: don't know, You know, there's there's things we can do to change our environment at home. Not everyone's you know traveling and, and disrupting their lives so much. Um, but I think there are things as far as setting stuff up you know not having things in the house um booking yourself appointments uh either early in the morning so you know you have to go to bed or you know joining sports teams you know go to a spin class go to whatever you're into Mm -hmm. um talks library talks you know whatever you know there's lots of things you can do even just to displace some drinking right because i think that's the other option we haven't talked about with drinking is i don't think the question we had directly was necessarily cold turkey no So what I've found is, you know, we know that the the like safe, like appropriate, you know, where it's not getting into problem drinking in the literature is is tends to be around something like a one drink per females, two drinks per males, right? And that's a lot of people. You know, I see a lot of uh intake forms on people and like it's not uncommon to be at or above that for either okay frankly gender.
0: for a female it's really easy to go over that because yeah. the second you have that like two drinks one night you're
1: yeah yeah and you can look that up i'm pretty confident in that oh, um, 100% and, and we is, will yeah. put there's a couple like different uh resources and videos and stuff sort of on this like health of drinking and that sort of stuff and checking yourself again not from an alcoholism necessarily but it's all on a spectrum right Um, or a spectrum, not a spectrum. Uh, is that what I meant? Yeah. Scale. Scale. Yeah. Uh, where was I going with that? Well, I
0: think what to, to that point though, it is, it's one of those things where drinking kind of, I mean, okay, we can argue some health benefits to wine, like whatever, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But I think we can all argue, like say pretty confidently that drinking falls into the unhealthy habits category. I think so. Yeah. And
1: to me, a lot of the, the health comes from, you know, having a, a conversational glass of wine in a nice setting, um, you know, where there's uh, most of the health benefits are probably coming from the socialized, you know, relaxing, you know, that's rejuvenating on many levels of wellness and health, right? And the alcohol maybe itself as a isolated thing has a health benefit, but I think whenever you look at like Mediterranean diet and these things, the, all the confounding factors around. You know the fact it's like outdoors with people you really like and engaging conversations right uh relaxing you know you're taking your time so there's there's a lot of these things that we could sort of hone into how we're consuming right
0: yeah absolutely
1: um I'm, i feel like i had a, a point there that i was going on about oh reducing so we have our one say one drink let's just keep it equal equality one drink a night sort of per week you know, again, every night then you could basically like reduce that. So if you have one night a week, you know, that's just no drinks at home and you get your spouse on board. It's really not that hard if everyone's on board because you have an accountability partner. Um, But it could just also be a distraction night where, you know, Thursdays again, you go to handball or whatever sport you're in. Yeah, right? right. Um, So I think that's for me, it's those like the easiest times is when we've disrupted the schedule. So it might just be looking at your day to day and what can you do that's going to augment your life? It's going to be enjoyable instead. Right. And this is add or subtract. Look at things like adding, you know, Mm -hmm. something you enjoy into that that window. Right. To break up the routine so that it's not finished dinner, glass of wine or pop a beer with dinner, that type of thing. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think. And then from my practical standpoint, I think my number one thing is I don't drink with meals. Like I don't have wine with dinner. I'll have it after dinner. Sure. Um, so it's a separate thing. And that
1: might be, help someone go from two to one. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, focus on the meal.
0: Yeah. So that's my number one yeah, thing. That's... The number two is... I think what we're gonna start doing in the in this year. Oh, is I'm actually, finding out about my habits yeah, live here. Yeah, um, we're actually gonna stop keeping like wine in the house because I'd say wine is sort right. of our, our go-to. Glad you
1: brought that back up because I was trying to go there earlier. Yeah, yeah. So I that's the that, environment, right?
0: Yeah. So it's not to say we're not keeping alcohol in the house, but like now, if I want to have a drink, I'm gonna have to actively like mix a drink or do like right. Do and you're, something you're like not that. like a. I'm not a really heavy
1: like scotch drinker. Or con, you know, no, consumer I don't of really don't something. really do
0: that. So I'd have to actually make myself a margarita or an old fashioned or something like that. Like that's my rule is if I'm willing to take the time to do that, then okay. So
1: I think that's good on alcohol. Yeah. We've hopefully done some, <laughs> some sort of ideas there. Again, I think your, your own self and trying to disrupt the schedule, the routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think talking to people about it is the common again with those clients who, who had success cutting it out full, it might be just a conversation with your spouse that, hey, like, I, it's important to me that we get down, I get down to one a day yeah. or whatever it ha- is. Yeah, I, I thought we had touched on that sort of like big, like single time or once a week habit. Do you want to go there now?
0: Yeah, I think that
1: because that sort of goes in with this, like getting the booze out of the house. Yeah, totally. So the idea here and we have this in our course is a couple of the days are these bigger 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 and I don't even mean bigger but like one time or once a week type habits mm-hmm. um and so the once like if you only have to do something once it's almost not a habit right but it's it's this thing that it's going to just like let make everything else at least easier or harder in the case of the not being able to drink at home right so I just don't bring like I just do not buy and this is my own principle but I do not would not buy like candy or chocolate or, or this type of stuff and bring it home, right? And I do I'm think I'm married that, to a monster. So keeping stuff that I'm not I don't want to eat for health or whatever um, out of the house, right? And this would be you could apply this to lots of things including alcohol. What what is another if we try and get off of alcohol, is there another what's
0: I mean, I think the common ones are, you know, those chips, chocolate, candy, baked goods. So it's baked like a, goods is a huge A one-time, one-time
1: thing. thing. So just by cleaning out the pantry would be a, a one that's like a big common thing right so it's an annoying thing it's going to hurt for a second to get rid of those things but then it's not in the house and for a lot of people that can be huge right and you might it might come back into the house someone might give it to you as a gift you might accidentally get it you know when you're standing in line at the grocery store but you might just have to that's why it's maybe you have to do that habit every month you have a schedule thing to clean out the pantry
0: yeah to me the pantry clean out also really speaks volumes about you know, you're cleaning it out and you're getting rid of the expired food and the food you haven't eaten, you know, it's just like, you know, those canned goods, they're the ones that are collecting dust in the back. And to me, tons of
1: like semi-empty condiments. Yeah. To me,
0: getting rid of those makes a lot of space for the new, like healthier foods that you're going to put in there. Um, So it's, it's both like an actual physical thing, but I think there is like an emotional importance to the pantry clean out
1: and i think some of our listeners are you know on top of the game they're really like with their nutrition and stuff and so in our our quick start guide the the seven day thing we're sort of talking about here we have also you know for those keeners who like the fridge is spotless like you know you could do your mtv cribs now uh you know there's also the looking at the kitchen and thinking about your flow day to day right Mm-hmm. So if you're the type of person that like the counters are spotless and there's no things that, you know, the cutting boards aren't out, the the knives aren't out, nothing's on the counter. I applaud you. But then it's like, is this blocking you from quickly making up a salad, right? Like, is it adding five minutes of cleanup or, you know, a setup cleanup? So mm-hmm. that's like, are you adding extra things to your life that, you know, if we would just kept the, you, you have, probably have a beautiful cutting board and a beautiful set of knives, you know, can these be more at hand?
0: Basically, can you make your kitchen more ergonomically efficient?
1: Right. And then the, the once a week that's related to that would be the, the, the classic sort of like, you know, you cook a bunch of stuff on Sunday. And I always get eye rolls of, oh, but if you have kids and stuff, but it's, you know, you're going to make a Sunday dinner, Saturday dinner, whenever the dinner is you're making. And, and can you think about a bigger family, you know, buy bulk? So it's really not even much extra time, if any, right? It's maybe a bigger pot, a bigger pan but, you know, 12 chicken breasts instead of two, mm-hmm. right? And then you have all those chicken breasts for the week. Same thing you could do with a rice, a quinoa, whatever yeah, you're into, absolutely. Right? Um, and I do think those are like, that's that once a week sort of like bulk habit that then we're not even talking about eating healthy. It's just you're just eating the food that's in the fridge, right?
0: Yeah. And then outside of the kitchen, I think the other one here that's the big habit that you can do is sort of rethinking how your your gear is set up. Um, so if you think this about is one of our first ones, yeah, in the, in the thing, so, right? I mean, you could look at it two ways. You could do the two minute version, which is just like, get your stuff ready for tomorrow right now. Um, so that's more of the daily habit is like, think through at night, like what your training is tomorrow and get it laid out. Um, but the bigger habit here that takes a little bit more time is actually optimizing where all your crap is. Uh, so think through for a second, like pause, think about this. Um, when you're getting ready to go for a ride or a run or whatever workout, um, how long does it take you and where are you getting caught up? Is it one of those like, you know, you have everything on and then you remember that you forgot your headphones and they're upstairs and plugged in or, you know, they're upstairs and not plugged in because you forgot to plug them in because your charging thing is, you know, far away from where you drop them when you're done with your ride. Um think through what those like stopping points are and where it takes you extra time. Uh, you know, your bike is in one place and the bike pump is in another. Um,
1: yeah. Bottles getting filled is one. A lot of times, mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so think through those systems that you have now, or where systems are failing you right now, and then think about how can you optimize them. Uh, you know, as soon as you come in for your ride, can you take your bottle ca- or your bottles off and put them right in the dishwasher so that way they're in the kitchen and ready to get refilled the next day? Right. Um, you know, can you kind of set up like a charging station for all of your lights and computers and garments and whatever? And maybe a,
1: a one time thing or one time a season even type thing, but would be like every one of the bikes that you and or the people in your house are going to ride, like have a, a saddle bag, a whatever type of holder of tools you like. Every single bike has a full set like Allen's, you know, mm-hmm. pump or CO2 or both and the appropriate tubes with the Mm -hmm. appropriate length valve uh, stems looking
0: at you glassford
1: uh just so that and i would still carry extras in my pockets on top of that but just so that you know you know this is very common i'm out training i forgot my co2 i forgot my whatever right Mm -hmm. Um, is there a running analogy that's sort of similar you get out there and it's
0: Well, your headlamp battery is dead. Okay, you could change headlamp batteries. Perfect. Um, Your uh, hydration pack is disgusting because you haven't emptied it in several days. And we do
1: like bins at the door basically and we each have our own bins and then there's like a miscellaneous bin. Uh, But in our bins, then it would be like gloves, you know, the hats. And it changes with the season, but also things like a headlamp, you know, a little flashlight that I run with sometimes. Uh, Some of that stuff, that you just sort of need when you're at the door and you need to grab it, right? You, you have a lot of more food in yours, but like you'll have like a gel in a bar or something. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, which I think when you're standing at your door and you're like, Oh, this is going to, you know, be a longer day. Why didn't I grab food? It's sort of just like easy. You don't so have you to don't. run all around the house.
0: Yeah. So to me, that's, that's one of those big habits that can make a huge difference. If you think about getting five minutes back every day, that's half an hour. A week. And I've seen that's... a
1: few families do like the five or 10 or 15 minute, just like group, like clean up or group. You can decide what the mission is, but it could just be like, we run around the house and like everything that you see gets put away in the best way you possibly can, uh, which is a little chaotic, but you know, especially once you start adding numbers to that, this is where the families start, you know that's paying off you got those dividends
0: true true yeah. i really like the bin for each person by the door to me that's probably one of like the best things we've ever done
1: i think so yeah and then there's the miscellaneous one that sometimes needs to get dealt with on its own but
0: yeah but that's our maybe weekly thing there um yeah i love that um then the other question is actually around workout timing as far as like creating a habit and i think we're both gonna say the main answer to that is your best workout timing habit-wise is the time that you're going to actually do it. So if you're not a morning person, if you have never been a morning person, it's going to be really hard to decide that you're going to get up and do a 6 a.m. workout. If you're going to do that, I would highly recommend signing up for stuff that you can't get out of or you can't get paid back for, like a non-refundable spin class type well, thing. Well, and that
1: might be a way to start that habit. Sure. Yeah.
0: Um, But honestly, though, to me, unless that's the only time you can do that. Well, that's what I was
1: going to say. If it's the only time you have and then like because your other time has been blocked, now you're having trouble getting started. So that might be a reason. And then I guess if that that evening one just isn't working out well, like either the quality or the consistency, like you're just like late day at work again, Mm -hmm. like kids sports, you know, ran late or whatever. Uh, there's a lot of distractions, right? So the the argument, and this is coming from a, a morning person, but the argument for the morning workout is that there's very few things can like derail the morning.
0: I have arguments against that, but I will I will let it stand. Right? Like
1: it's work can't run late, right? And, and it, some jobs will call you in earlier, start getting emails or whatever. But a lot of people can you know get up at that six a.m., six thirty, whatever throw down an hour or whatever and be ready to go get the kids breakfast and then you know yeah that's absolutely and it's true. it's tough like
0: uh but this comes back to the gear organization too so if you're not going to sign up for the 6am spin class yeah having your bike already on the trainer having your shoes by the bike having your bib shorts right right by your bed like and being... i would say all
1: my clients that are consistently training in the morning like that it's they you know they're either cyclists or runners on treadmills uh so it's there's no weather considerations the clothes are the same every time location's the same yeah the odd gear thing gets in the way or tech thing but a lot of them try and minimize the tech for early morning stuff because it's just who wants to deal with that right so i think trying to get rid of those like what are the possible things that are going to derail me and, and trying to think through those and what are ways to force yourself and get yourself down there. Like some people have had even just, I have to go down. Like it isn't an option to stay in bed. I have to go down and pedal for five minutes or run for five minutes. And if I feel like complete poo, then, you know, I I just go and have a relaxing breakfast, but put on my stuff and like, that's the only way
0: getting up. Yeah. Not getting up is not an option.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's tough.
0: Yeah. I think that's hard. And that's why I said, right off, if you're not a morning person and you have any other option that works, then that's great. Like, don't think that the early workout is the only correct answer or mm-hmm. the right answer.
1: And I think for the, either group, the, the people who you know are trying to find that morning workout are the ones who are trying, who have been doing the morning workout, right? I think sometimes it's worth to giving yourself, I think this is the, the recovery day each week, but also even just a a recovery day each week but the recovery week might be a time or your off period in the year especially just to make sure sometimes that that workout hour should also be like a a sleep hour I think where you do get a little bit just check in and see like how much sleep debt like is that an easy thing to sleep through or are you the person that can like wake up at six and feel ready to go because sometimes it's if you're really fighting it there's probably like some sleep debt there that we have to sort of work on just slowly shifting that that cycle right yeah I should say in that in line with that if you're trying to get into the morning workout it might be like start with a 10 minute spin that's super easy no goals for it just you just need to get down for 10 minutes and so like if you're usually a you know you on, you can only get up at seven try like 650 or something spin it doesn't even have to be in your full kit or anything if this is an option and you're cycling right? Or, or the morning core routine. And I think just slowly, and it seems like, oh, 10 minutes, are you joking, man? But like you're, you're trying to get this shifted gradually so that long-term you're okay with getting up at 6am.
0: Yeah. I mean, the even more intense version of that that I've heard would be, you don't actually even like the first month, you don't even go for that run or that spin. You just put on your bike shorts when you get up <laughs> and just that's Just that's, have some cheerios. <laughs> that's your first that's your first month and then like Shammy and cheerios. The there second the second month is like you walk down your steps like in your sneakers and like running kit. I'm going to use running as this example. That's like the first like that's second month. Third month you like go around the block and that's it. Like fourth month like so it's a really really gradual process. I think that's maybe overkill for most people, but I do like the idea of the easier start to that habit is getting up and putting on your shorts.
1: Yeah, and, and so it might be too with the timing of some of this stuff, right? And I think the new year is sometimes a good time, at least for summer sports, you know, because it's the, the stakes are, still aren't super high, right? We're not super specific. So I think you could get away with some of that, like, softer. But on the flip side of that, you also need to support this with, like, how are we getting to bed earlier? Yeah,
0: right? uh, which leads to the last habit question we got, which was about sleep routines, And just, I guess, how to find the one that works for you. Um, So I think there is so much stuff out there about sleep right now and so many gadgets and gizmos and things that you can get. Suddenly, it seems like it's totally casual to have, like, you know, not only a sleep tracker, but be using, like, the CPAP machines and, like, all of these other devices and stuff. And, I mean, some people totally need them. Like, don't get me wrong.
1: The CPAP machine. Yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah. But it seems like it's becoming such a casual thing.
1: Well, I mean, the wearables and the tech and stuff is, it's everywhere, right? Yeah. And it's becoming more accessible and there's different types. And so, I mean, it's cool how how it, how the technology is advancing for sure. But the question with any test, right, is is what do we do with the information and is it is more information always good, right? And I think we have to be open to the idea that at some point maybe it isn't better to know everything, right? And or are the straps and stuff? are they actually able to tell us something meaningful, right? Because mm-hmm. we can measure lots of things, but some things may not ma- matter, right? Like I don't I'm trying to think of a random thing that might not might not matter, right? But you can measure lots of things as far as health.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: like we don't measure hair length or something, right? like or, so you know, we'll the, say I feel like we should measure the rate of fingernail growth. Yeah, I wish I could have a wearable for that, actually.
0: Well, someone listening. Right. You heard it. Um, so first thing is just you don't need a tracker to have good sleep.
1: Yeah, I tend to always ask, and, and we had, I think when we had Amy Bender on, who I'd love to have back on. Yes. Um, she, we talked about, like, with my clients, I tend to ask, when do you go to, like, when do you get into the bed? And when do you get out as far as the, like, sleep hours? And, and to me, that's much more controllable. Mm-hmm. And they, they agreed with this. I've mentioned this to one or two different people we've had on the podcast, but then also in in some other conversations. And it seems like part of the, like, hey, you shouldn't improve your sleep. Your sleep isn't good. You didn't sleep enough last night. The, the, it's very hard to force yourself to sleep. And indeed, like I, I've seen research in this, like the harder you try to sleep, the less you will sleep. So it's, again, it's the information we're getting, good or is it better to again just make sure that we're setting up that when do we get in bed when or maybe the phones going away some of these things that are pretty easy to to track maybe not easy to necessarily execute but easier to track right and just say yes no i got into bed at 10 p.m right. i was in bed you know and my phone was on airplane mode at 8 p.m
0: yeah so let's talk sleep routines though
1: well, I guess that's part of it. so your phone goes away maybe right at 8 pm. Mm-hmm. There's a routine.
0: And I'll say you have the alarm that like reminds you when it's bedtime that goes off and I'm, yeah we don't get like it's not like it goes off and we instantly like dive for bed or anything.
1: No. but out of all the different things that that phone does, I'm yeah, it's just this little like uh, not nursery rhyme, little what is that called? Chime? No, what's it called when you sing someone a lullaby? It's like oh. a little lullaby sound. Very short, very not super loud. I don't think. No. But like, it's just like a three-note, four-note lullaby.
0: And that's just on the native timer or like the clock app yeah, on the iPhone. On an
1: iPhone, yeah. I assume Google has similar stuff too.
0: So it's a good one because it just reminds you, like, hey, it's it's time to start thinking about heading to bed. There, uh, so that's I think really useful. So that. As goes far as off. all
1: the tech in the world, I think that's a pretty non-invasive, like, re- just. Little, you remember the, your parents actually have a, like the birds. Yeah, like every hour there's like a different bird. I don't know. I feel like sometimes those like reminders of like, you know, when there's, we're here in uh, Spain, they have like at noon, the like big noon, and you're like, it's just that checkpoint of like, it is that time of the day. Yep. Am I where I'd like to be at this time of the day? Right. And, And I don't know that every hour is what I would want, but those big like, it is noon. Are you where you should be? Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's really helpful. Um, I think keeping your bedroom for sleep is another pretty key one and uh, making sure your bedroom is set up so it is comfortable. I mean, I'm not like the biggest fan of the whole you have to make your bed in the morning thing, but it really does help get back into a, a nice, clean, already made bed. Um, I would say keep your room cool and dark and as quiet as possible. Peter's a fan of putting his phone, uh, in a different room. I'll put mine in airplane mode in the room because I like having it in there. Um, yeah, it's, you have to kind of figure out what works best for you as far as bedtime routines go. Um, and actually on the topic of the whole not drinking or cutting down on alcohol, I think honestly like adding ginger tea at night was maybe one of like the best things I've done because A, it stops you from having that second or third glass of wine uh, when you have your, your cup of tea and then B, it you know really does kind of settle your system down and help you get to bed. There's a reason that our grandparents were into chamomile tea and yeah, I think that, that works out well. Uh, any thoughts, Peter?
1: Yeah, I think what I've seen with clients and especially people with sort of busy minds, right? You got a lot going on. And this could be any of us, you know, busy times, stressful times in life. It's usually you're thinking through what ifs. You're thinking about, oh, I need to remember or, you know, just different things like that. And you you can probably insert your your thing you're stressed on. So a lot of times I've found that listing those, but then also I think the key is like when and or what you're going to do or possible solutions for that, right? So I'm going to, oh, I, you know, we had our bikes, we had to build them yesterday. So rather than thinking through, oh, what could be wrong with this part that I couldn't quite get right? You know, think about a couple solutions. I'll phone the bike store when I wake up at nine. Uh, you know, I'll look through the bag for the part we are missing. I'll, you know, try this fix. I'll Google whatever, um, you know, sort of just puts go through the possible like brainstorming things and you know if you know the solution you don't want to remember that you're going to forget or i'm going to forget so write it down in your book uh, journal phone whatever you use and and you'll be fine right i find the paper thing works better i often don't use the paper thing the day of but if i forget then i can refer to it Um, but I do find the paper better. And then that also takes the idea of trying to reduce screens and temptations with phones and stuff out. But for me, that's like a game changer. If I can just brain dump a bit of a to-do list type thing, you can add a little bit of like appreciation and just like, if you have ongoing things as far as gratitude or, you know, I like to put, you know, check in on how much I'm smiling and so forth. So
0: not enough, dear. Not well, enough.
1: That's why it's an ongoing thing. You know, the point is not the destination.
0: How many compliments you gave your wife today?
1: Uh, yeah, that would fit into some of mine. I thought
0: you were counting. <laughs> oh, counting. God, he's going to try to do a count right now. I'll have to refer to my notes.
1: <laughs> mm, yes. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, so you talked about alcohol. Yep, uh, yep. You know, again, I think that's something we know. There's no there's no evidence showing it really is is great for sleep. Uh, the common misconceptions that it helps some people like get to sleep maybe, but then the sleep is not great.
0: Yeah. So the farther you can separate bedtime from your last glass, I found, be-
1: you know, whether this is, you know, we talk about screens and TV and stuff. I think if you can keep the room a little dimmer, um, you know, if there's any way to dim your TV or put any of these light filters on, I think you're helping. You could use some of the, the blue light, blocking glasses are getting more fashionable all the time originally they were a little crazy
0: yeah and if anyone picked up the pair that i dropped at pan am's um, why were you wearing them at pan am's i i brought them because they're clear now they don't like they're not that ugly yellow tint they used to be and it was freezing cold and sometimes i like clear glasses to block wind from my eyes Oh, that gives
1: me remind me about this idea of blocking sunlight in a second uh, what was I going to say? So the as part of the routine, so doing that, but then I think also, you know, if you have a yoga mat in front of your TV or you can you have room carpet to sort of stretch a little bit of sort of low level stretching, certainly some sort of like massage, self massage or uh, mobility balls that type of stuff, foam so roller, just I actually,
0: gentle. I actually could not be more impressed by this. My 16 year old coaching client every night before she goes to bed, she has a foam roller and a yoga mat next to her bed and does her stretching like before she goes to bed. I am the most proud coach that you could possibly be.
1: Yeah, and to me some of this routine is like you're trying to, so that's nice, it's down-regulating, you're not looking at your phone, you're, you're sort of like putting this block between the day and the, the bed for sleeping. And, and so we're trying to form a routine where your body is just naturally in this rhythm of like end of day, I do this thing, I get in the bed and over time, you're you're hoping that this is the routine that your body sort of falls into, your mind falls into this like shutting down. So I think people do find that effective. Um, you know, some people say meditation, but I think what I've seen is the the sort of moving meditation or or you know go, that massage type thing is it brings your attention to that. Some deep breathing with that uh, can be can be quite good, right? And again, just put that block, that barrier, that step between those two phases of the day.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's kind of a pretty good place to sort of wrap up, but the meditation reminded me of kind of the one final point that oh, I wanted to
1: Before you do that, sorry to interrupt. You didn't remind me though. The oh, the other thing fault. that's often interesting, I've seen this now a bunch, there's a, a couple of the sleep researchers and the research that I've I've read is there's so much, you know, the day-to-day or the during the day, sometimes we don't think about that as a f- influence there sleep, but when you're more active and upright and walking around and seeing the sun, like, you know, you're out in sun, hopefully I'm from Canada. So I understand. Um, but like out and about, you know, so there's sometimes uh, I believe you meant a boot yeah. um, yeah. and a boot. Sometimes it's, it's tough, right? You're tired. You haven't been sleeping well, insomnia, like it's going on for a long time. I understand this gets very troubling, but sometimes trying to break the cycle by getting out and seeing, I feel like people are just going to have a drinking game with my Canadianisms here.
0: Which, as per the previous section of this podcast, not a good idea.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, not before bed. Um, so, yeah. So, anyhow, get outside, see the sun. Uh, sometimes that's, you know, the, the vertical hours, not sitting hours, um, you know, in that you're standing when I say vertical. Yeah. Okay, so sorry. Sorry. Uh, so we're going to conclude with... We're
0: going to conclude with this idea that not every great habit is for everyone. So the good example here is meditation, right? Like you've tried it a bunch of times over the years. Does not does not really work for you. I've tried it a bunch of times over the years. I've never had much success with it. Recently, I kind of made my way into it, but not without a lot of... Uh,
1: well, we have an episode coming up
0: um actually with the person who helped me get into meditation
1: yeah yeah so it, it's sometimes the right type of meditation um yeah so i've been right i've been dragged introduction kicking
0: and, kicking and screaming i'm into it now but it it just isn't for everyone so don't feel like you're not as you know Healthy or into wellness or whatever, as the person who is doing the meditation or the you know morning half hour of yoga when you only have thirty seconds or any of that stuff. Not every habit, not every healthy habit, is gonna work with your life. It might not work with your life right now. It might never work with your life, and that's fine. Yeah, I
1: think that's it. We're all different. You know, some people are very quiet people. Some people are more like running around, minds always going crazy. You know, so there's, there's maybe benefits to be had for everyone but you know how that looks and when and, and so forth is is very different right
0: yeah exactly so don't get stressed out because you're not doing something.
1: yeah and any of the stuff we're talking about right like you you don't need to stop drinking if it's not a problem you don't need to reduce you don't even need to think about that if that's not on your radar right but for some people it is it is tricky right and the same thing with sleep hygiene and sleep quality and
0: pantry cleanouts and all of that sure stuff. yeah So your
1: knives may be arranged just perfectly. mm -hmm. You don't have to clean anything.
0: Yes. As, as my coach, David Roche would tell you, you are fantastic just the way you are. And that's, that's the end of that. Right. (laughs) So if you want to get the seven day habit thing, you know, again, you don't have to do all of the habit thing, the habit thing, the quick start guide sorry peter uh, if you want to get the seven day quick start habit guide from us uh, all you have to do is head over to consummateathlete.com go to the show notes for this episode wherever you find the show notes whether it's on itunes whether it's on consummateathlete.com yeah and it's
1: just on the homepage of of consummateathlete.com there's a link too
0: yeah so we'll have that link there it is it'll start right away you'll get the first email the next morning
1: i think it's the same day now okay yeah. So you got the
0: first email the same day, which is fine because it's not a morning thing. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was where we fell on it, that it was better to get the information earlier and then you could sort of start planning mm -hmm. how you were going to implement that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's all over there. And if you happen to get to the show notes through iTunes, you could do us a favor and subscribe, rate and review and we will love you forever uh that's that's all we've got for today you can follow along with us while we're on these adventures here in spain i'm at molly j herford and peter is at peter glassford thanks so much for tuning in hope you had a fantastic holiday season and a great start to your new year and we will see you in the 2020 decade